Welcome back to the podcast. Tonight, or today, when when I really listen to it, today we will talk about why we shouldn't defend the police, my opinions on it, and why we also, why people want to defend the police. We, we need to know the context, of course. And, uh, and finally, we will talk about Rayshard Brooks' situation. It's a sad situation for the cop, but we're just going to talk about the whole situation itself. So let's dive right in. What defunding is? According to The Guardian, um, it would be taking money from police and prisons and putting that money into other services. Um, people believe that we should prioritize housing, employment, community, health, and education. My question is, when it comes to this, is what is the best way to do police reform? Because I don't think that the police should be defunded. I'm off of government cuts, and 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 people know this. I'm off. I'm off of government cuts, but I don't think we should defend the police. I'm being honest here, and it's it was it was talked about for like two three weeks uh, after after the George Floyd situation, where people on Twitter were like, "We should defend the police. We should defend the police. We should defend the police." I personally don't agree. Again, I and I talked about this in the last episode. We need to use that money that is funded into the police to better train the police. Police need to be better trained. And it, I think, the again, the main problem in America is not that America is systemically racism, racist, I'm sorry, but that America has a problem with police brutality. I think police brutality is the bigger problem and that all cops, and again, the idea that all cops are out here trying to kill black people is absurd. And not just, let, let's not just say black people because this, this again is already dividing the country. Let's say people of color. Or maybe not even people color, just people in general. The cops are out here trying to kill people is wrong. It's absurd. It's an absurd idea. Cops are not here trying to kill people. They're here to do their job. And, and this is why I say that we shouldn't defund the police. I think we should use that money that is used on that is funded on the police to better train them so we can stop police brutality. But now that we talk about all the now that we know all about this, like what people why people want to defend the police or their ideas on defunding the police and what it is, we need to know how much do we spend on cops. And according to Bloomberg, well, not on cops, but on police, but according to Bloomberg, we spend about $115 billion on police annually. And I think this is a national report. I'm not sure if it's just based on New York, but from what I read is uh, is nationally. And this is um important to know, of course, that how much we spend on police. We, and this is from the last, this is the last year where data was possible for them. So this is, again, this is a report from Bloomberg. Police funding makes up about 3.7% of state and local budgets in the 70s. So again, it's not that big of a budget, 3.7%. But it is important to know that 3.7% of state and local budgets in the 70s are for police. And of course, there has been benefits. There is benefits from this. Benefit is that the violent crime and property crime has fallen significantly since the 1990s. And you can see that funding the police has its benefits. And there is very positive benefits from this. And another key point, and this is very important to know, is that according to Bloomberg, in a Yahoo slash YouGov poll conducted on May 29th and May 30th, as protests over George Floyd's death was spreading, the vast majority of respondents supported police reform, such as de-escalation training. But 65% said they opposed reducing police budgets. And again, this is important. This wasn't talked about on the media. This wasn't talked about on Twitter or anything. Again, people forget that Twitter is in real life. Twitter is not real life, ladies and gentlemen. The silent majority is the one who dictates what happened in this country. 
people on Twitter are mostly from big cities. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the case. I'm not. I don't have the actual stats behind this, but most people from Twitter are from big cities because they're people from the city. They're on Twitter. But again, let's not forget about the silent majority. If 65% of people said they oppose reducing police budgets, that's very important to note. And I agree with what, what people said in the poll. We need to support police reforms, which helps on de-escalation training. But people forget that the silent majority helps people win when they're elected into office. Maybe not mayors in general, because, I mean, let's, for example, Dallas. Dallas helped, I think, in, I forgot the... Uh, mayor's name, but he won because the majority, majority is uh, Dallas is a Democratic Democrat, so of course majority wins here. But people, for example, like Cruz, who beat O'Rourke, uh, Beto, silent majority helped Cruz win. Trump won in 2016 the same way, silent majority. He didn't win the popular vote, but he didn't win the electoral college. The silent majority doesn't speak up, but in polls, it's important to know. That if 65% of people said they are opposed to reducing police budget, it's because most people don't agree with it. But Twitter wasn't saying that. Twitter was saying that most people agree with reducing police budgets. More people want to defund the police. And it's clearly, I mean, again, this is just from one poll. It's clearly not true. But now, let's talk about Trump's executive order, which happened is a direct response to George Floyd's situation. Um, the executive order banned chokeholds except if an officer's life is at risk, which is, I think, a good idea. It's a good start for police reform. And of course, that's exact quote is a direct response to George Floyd's situation. But, and, and again, I had to read more into it. And according to Mark Watch, the order, quote, creates a tracking program for officers who have used excessive force, end of quote, which is important because it helps us know who are the good cops and who are the bad cops. Which cops do we need to fire and which cops do we keep in the force? It's important to know that. A good, a good thing from Trump. Uh, federal grants can be used by police departments to meet, quote, higher standards on use of force. And, and again, another end of quote. Again, this is a very important thing, and I think it's a very good thing. Police departments should use federal money to know, to meet, to have higher standards for their, for their, for their people, for the law enforcement. I am a totally, I am totally for this. Finally, Law enforcement can seek to involve mental health professionals in some of their cases. Let's not forget that cops are people. <laughs> they also have feelings, and they also go through things. I, in the same way with celebrities, they also go through things. So I think having the idea that they can have therapy for some situations is, is good. I think, I think the executive order in general is very positive. And again, Trump said that the order was signed in order to, quote, to deliver a future of safety and security for Americans of every race, religion, color, and creed. Guys, this is important. This was this, of course, it was talked about on the media and on, on on the news, but it wasn't. I think I talked about it for like one night, and boom, moved on. It's important to know that Trump is, wasn't looking at color. He didn't say, oh, this is supposed to benefit just black people. Like what happened here in Dallas where they declared a state of emergency and are going to make laws that will benefit black and people of color. I think that's racist itself, but we're not getting into that right now. He said for every American, uh, for uh, every race, religion, color, and greed. I applaud him. This is important to know. This is important for the people. This is, It's a good sign that he's, Trying to benefit every American, not just the people of color. Because the people, again, America is not systemically racism. 
racist. I'm sorry, I keep on saying racism. America's not systemically racist, and it's clear to show that Trump is trying to support everybody. Maybe his response came in too late. Maybe that is true. Maybe he didn't do a bad job on that. But the fact that he's doing this executive order to do police reform, he's, that means he's hearing what the people want. He's hearing that the real problem is police brutality. Not that every cop is racist and they're out here trying to kill black people. That's not true. Which, again, that narrative was used for Rayshard Brooks. And this is exactly what we're going to talk about right now. Again, the context is very important. And this one I say, context is so important in every situation, no matter what, whatever a person says or whatever video we see. The video that I first saw on Twitter was that Rayshard was Brooks running away and the cop just killing him. So, of course, the narrative and what BLM... Black Lives Matter said is that cops are out here trying to kill black people. And it's clear. Here, the video shows it. That's not true. That is definitely not true. And I think people, the Black Lives Matters protest got into Atlanta and they stopped the whole freeway from moving. Or they just blocked the whole freeway. I'm not sure if they stopped from moving. I just know they did that. But for sure, the narrative was that black that police, again, are out here trying to kill black people. False. And here's why. We need to know about what Brooks actually did. The first illegal thing he did was drive intoxicated. He drove from, I don't know where, because it, I don't think that has been released. If it has, I do not know where. But he did drive intoxicated to a Wendy's drive-thru. He fell asleep in the drive-thru. And then he parked in the, while he was at the drive-thru after, I guess, someone woke him up. And we're like, okay, well, you need to get out of the drive-thru because people need to get their food. And we're try- here at Wendy's, we're trying to make money, you know? So, of course, he drove intoxicated. Twice because he had a park. And that's not even the bad part. The bad part is that, I mean, of course it's bad because he's putting other people's life at risk, not just his health, himself, but other people's life at risk driving intoxicated. The worst part is that when he was trying, he was going to get arrested, he resisted arrest, which is another illegal thing he did. He got into an altercation with the cop, which he pounded his head. He punched his head into the concrete, which ended up giving giving the cop, which is Rolf, um, which is Garrett Rolf. I'm sorry about that situation. Uh, Garrett Rolf, a concussion in the middle of it. He then reached for the taser. And then he ran away. Okay, there's like three or four different illegal things he did in the span of 35 seconds because the video is 35 seconds long. And then he ran away and then he pointed the taser at the cop. Dude. This is why people got disturbed, because he shouldn't have done that in the first place. This is why the cops shot him. Because you pointed a taser at a cop. Do you expect the cop just to be like, okay, point it, shoot at me? No, the cop is going to shoot, because cops usually shoot when they see a weapon pointed at them. Now, should he be dead? Probably not. But was it justified what happened? Yes, because, again, this wasn't put on the media immediately. It wasn't made to seem that the Cops are out here trying to kill black people, which is not true. And that's not even the worst part. Rolf, who was the Atlanta officer who killed Rayshard Brooks, I think, was charged with, quote, felony murder and other 10 charges. Dude, felony murder is when you when a murder happens after a felony happened. The cop did not commit any felony in this situation. So it's beyond me how he got charged for felony murder. But there is a GoFundMe, which is, I guess... Oh, no, no, no. There's the 
the Georgia Law Enforcement Organization has now started, and this is from a CBS article, by the way, has now started a fundraiser for Rolf to help him pay for his for his legal fees, which I think is very good. But here's a problem. The DA, which is the DA from the Atlanta from Atlanta, I think it's Howard Edwards, if I'm not wrong. No, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Yeah. The county district attorney, which is Paul Howard. I'm sorry, I, I said it Edward. Howard's, uh, uh, I'm sorry, um, the the DA, which is Paul Howard, did rush to judgment in charging Garrett Wolf. And this is from a New York Post article. So he was counted with 11 charges, which one of them is felony murder, which happened on June the 12th, uh, which is the day that Brooks got shot, who is 27 years old. And here's the problem. The GBI officials with the Georgia Bureau of in- Investigation Officials said in a statement on Wednesday after Howard's charging announcement that the agency was unaware of the district attorney's press conference before it happened. And here's a quote. We, we were not consulted on the charges filed the, by the district attorney, the agency said. Despite today's occurrence, the GBI will complete its mission of completing an impartial and thorough incident. And we will submit the file once completed to the Fulton County District Attorney's Office. So what does this let us know? Let us know. That... Howard, the DA, didn't even pay attention. He was just like, okay, we're going to automatically charge him. That sounds very corrupt to me. It sounds like he was not doing his, he's not doing his job correctly. And he's trying to get a random officer, not any random, he's trying to get Rolf into jail for something he did not do. And if this charge stands, I think Rolf can see, can get the death penalty for something he didn't even illegally do. See, see why that's a problem, ladies and gentlemen? This is a very big problem. And not only that, two weeks prior to the situation, the DA, which is Howard again, said that tasers are a deadly weapon. But apparently now they're not a deadly weapon when it's pointed to a cop. Only cops can do illegal things. Are like cops, are people immune to doing stuff to cops? I'm, I don't understand what's going on here. This is, this is just wrong. Like, and again, he, he surrendered Rolf. Uh, surrender to authorities, and he remains held without bond. Like, why? Why is he being held without bond? Not only that, the other the other police officer. I'm only talking about Rolf, but it's also important to know that David Devin Brosnan uh, was charged with aggravated assault. But he was later on Thursday. He was released on bond, which is good, I guess. Again, he didn't do assault, so it's beyond me why he got charged with assault. But okay, and yeah, it's here. Uh, Rolf, who could have faced the death penalty if convicted, was fired hours after the shooting. While Bro- Bro- Brosnan, or however you say his last name, I'm sorry if I'm butchering his name, was put on administrative leave. This is just showing that police officers are... They're seen as the bad people, as the bad, as the bad guy in every situation now. And it's sad that he's being he even got charged with something he didn't even do. This is bad. Again, the context was important because if I had just seen the first video where Brooks was just running away and he got shot, I could have, any innocent eye, any innocent person would assume that the cop was just trying to kill the black person. I can, I can agree with that. But that's not what happened. The cop, got in, they got into an altercation and he had to be shot because he pointed a taser to the police. To the police. Who in their right mind does that? I'm sorry, but Brooks isn't an innocent person here. And Rolf shouldn't roll. Yeah, that's the name. Rolf shouldn't be charged with anything. He should not, especially not felony murder. 
He was doing his job. And now because cops are doing their job, they're getting convicted. I mean, not convicted. They're getting charged with stuff they're not even supposed to be charged with. And people need to speak up about this. People need to speak up that cops aren't bad. Cops are here to do their job. And it's clear. It shows that if crime has been decreasing since the 90s, it shows that funding obviously helps police do their job. And I think a lot of policemen, a lot of cops did walk out on in, in Atlanta. I'm talking about Atlanta, of course. They did walk out of the of the department because of the situation. And the mayor's not begging for them to come back. And and she's uh, the mayor is aware that their confidence is on an all-time low. Well, I wonder why. If I'm gonna get charged because I did something, I did something which was supposed to which is part of my job, and I get accused innocently, charged innocently, of course I'm going to feel low. Of course I'm going to want to not work for you. These pe- people are ungrateful for, for cops. I think good cops should be thanked for because they're doing their job. But let me know what you think. Follow me on at Politics Soccer on Twitter. And again, this is a very... I know how I started very, very... Very calm at the beginning, but it's just, it's just important to know that that defunding the police is I don't think it's a it's a great idea. I think we should do police reform. I think we should train cops better. But also, context is so important, and not just for this situation, these situations, but in school, we need to know how to put context. And it's just to add that Rolf, who was just doing his job, is getting charged with felony murder for something he didn't even do. It's a sad situation that cops are now seeing as bad people. And if one day, hopefully, we we don't have cops, we will go into chaos. We will literally have the purge in real life. And I don't think anybody, anarchy, no one would want that. No one wants that, I'm sure. But, hey, Minneapolis wants to be the first one who wants it to happen. I think they're abolishing their police. So, Minneapolis is a test. Minneapolis will find out what happens. And I hope... And I hope nothing extremely bad happens if it ends, if the police ends up actually getting abolished. But if it does, I I don't see how there's anything positive how anything positive can come out of this. But again, follow me at politics, politics soccer. Let me know what you think. Let me let me know what we should do. And thank you for listening. We will come back next week and talk about more more stuff involving politics and. Maybe not just politics, but what's going on in our in our whole world in general. Again, thank you for listening and have a nice afternoon, night, or day, whatever time you're listening.